why does man desire to be beautiful and what makes man beautiful? Why does man desire to be beautiful and what makes him beautiful? Why man desires to be beautiful is so that man can attract. Because we are made for communion and beauty is that avenue by which we are attracted to another, beauty then becomes this kind of medium by which someone can, as we heard in that first reading, entrust their heart to us. As a bridegroom entrusts his heart to his bride because of her beauty. It's that beauty that makes it a medium. But what makes a person beautiful? It's what makes anything beautiful. Something is beautiful whenever it is in order. A messy room is not beautiful. A chicken tree is not beautiful. But a clean room is, and a full-grown oak is. Something that has order. And so in a godless society, one in which the spiritual is not seen, what makes a man beautiful are the things that is offered to us through the cosmetic, the fashion, and the fitness industry. That is what makes a man beautiful. Because we despair of the beauty of the invisible, so we reduce beauty to the visible. We only care about appearance. And we only have faith that in our appearance, we can attract others to ourselves so that we are not forgotten and that we are loved. So that others can entrust their heart to us. But it's a very wicked and self-defeating journey to try to attack, attract this beauty. Because along the journey, one becomes obsessed with oneself. One becomes narcissistic. One becomes only obsessed with entrusting their own heart to themselves. It becomes a sort of satanic beauty, a beauty that cares for no one else except one's own glory, like Lucifer does. And so we know that this cannot be the answer. And so then what is the answer for the Christian? What is the answer for someone who is a believer, someone who desires to have the beauty of God shine forth within them. That is their hero, the model, or the bodybuilder, or is it rather the saint? Because for us who desire not to have simply external beauty, despairing of the existence of God, but internal beauty that radiates from the inside out, the Catholic philosopher who I brought up last week, Joseph Pieper, talks not about the virtue of prudence that we talked about last week, but the virtue of temperance. The virtue of temperance, Pieper says, is what makes a man beautiful. And it's because that virtue of temperance is that by which we order those things that give us pleasure, those simple goods. It's not beautiful whenever Joey Chestnut rips through 108 hot dogs. It's kind of terrifying, actually. You know, that's not temperate. It's not, it's not beautiful whenever a man puts a 24-pack case of bush light on his head and runs around. He looks silly. That this virtue of temperance is something that orders man from within. 
And that because he's not shamefully holding on to any lesser love than God, he's not caved inward on himself, but rather he looks outward. And so he can radiate beauty. And so the question is, why don't we try then to be beautiful? Because this kind of desire for real beauty is also a desire not to be selfish. And so people truly do entrust their hearts to us if we pursue it in a Christian manner. The reason is just because it's really hard. And more than it being really hard, you can probably relate to me. Um, I am a one-talent guy, like in the Gospel, but I think I'm a five-talent guy. And so, whenever you're a one-talent guy that thinks you're a five-talent guy, whenever you receive the one talent, you're resentful that that's all you have. And you think, I deserved five. And so you don't begin to invest it. In other words, speaking clearly, whenever we take a frank look at Jesus Christ on the cross and the standard of beauty that we are called to, that he obviously entrusts his heart to us, even though we are sinners, then it becomes very discouraging. It becomes very discouraging to begin that quest towards that kind of beauty, the beauty of holiness. We realize we might have one talent in the, in the, on the road to holiness. We might have five talents on the road to worldly beauty. And so we despair. And we bury that talent. And we do nothing about it. We can go our whole lives not trying to actually become internally beautiful, radiant, pursuing holiness, and just go for the counterfeit beauty that is offered to us by this godless world. But the good news of it all, the solution to the problem, is that the Master gives talents according to each of his ability, or one translation says, according to each of his virtues, that wherever we are, Christ wants to meet us. One spiritual author put it this way, that in baptism we are made partners with Christ, and that by sin we are like a sheet of paper that is torn. And whether that's half of a sheet of paper that we have left, or whether that's just a little corner, at the end, that the remainder is Christ. The remainder is Christ. Christ, who has, who has died for us and then descended into hell, that he is willing to turn that one talent into two, to four, to eight, to sixteen, thirty-two, and so on. That there's this multiplication that happens when we meet Christ where we truly are, and not when we're, where we desire to be. To meet him with the one talent that we actually have, and not the five we think we do. And so Christ desires to share his beauty with us, because he is the one who then entrusts his heart to us in the Eucharist. He is the one who, upon bathing us in his blood, when we meet him where we are in the confessional, that then entrusts himself to 
his, his uh, bride, the church, even though there will only be this little sheet of the paper left. He finds his bride beautiful, bathed in their blood, acknowledging their weakness, so that he can make themselves truly beautiful as he gives his whole life to them.